0: Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. (laughs) On today's episode I speak to comic book podcaster and delightful human being Tom Stewart about what comics he would take into the apocalypse. But before we get into it, if you enjoy the show today... Please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe that it helps others aware of the show as well. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Tom Stewart. How are you doing? Hello. I'm not too bad, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, mate. Um, how's uh, how's the new year been treating you?
1: Uh, yeah, good. Um, just uh, getting little bits and bobs done, uh, I'm uh, constantly out uh, walking dogs in my uh, in my spare times and my <laughs> job, so I'm always uh, taking in the fresh air for the new year. So that's
0: uh, that's a plus. I'm definitely yeah. uh, crossing some New Year's resolutions off that way. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and uh, the Scottish winter isn't too harsh this year, or
1: um, it's not been too bad. We're uh, we're pretty close to the water, so we don't really see a lot of the uh, the snow or anything down this way. Right. So it's just more uh, it's just more been heavy frost but yeah not too bad. It's been alright.
0: Excellent. Um, well firstly thanks for for coming on to comics for the apocalypse.
1: Oh, no bother man. This show's been absolutely fantastic. Uh
0: I've really enjoyed listening to all the uh, the episodes so far and uh, thank you for having me on. Ah oh, it's quite alright. And and for any listeners out there that don't know what you do in the world of comics. What do you do in the world of comics? <laughs>
1: Well, uh, I try my very best to uh, do a, a podcast with my friends called That Comic Smell, and uh, podcast at that. Ah, thank you very much, sir. That's <laughs> <laughs> quite all right. Um, we uh, we just kind of we, we get together and chat comics. I mean, we're we're kind of five like-minded folks um, who met at a comics book group um, in the Dundee Library. And we just kind of gravitated towards doing our own kind of thing. We were we were meeting up in that group, and then that group kind of stopped um, after a wee while, after the, the guy that was running it left the, the library. And uh, we just kind of started meeting up on our own and getting together and chatting comics. Um, and then, I don't know, it kind of just, it kind of naturally happened. I, I wanted to do a podcast and... Uh, we wanted to just continue talking comics, and you know, we just kind of turned the mic on, and that was it.
0: Amazing. Um, so, do you actually physically get together, or are you skyping? Or
1: uh, we all physically get together, so it's yeah, something it quite difficult getting everybody in the same room. Amazing, um, but it is good. We just kind of email back and forward, get a date set, and uh, set up the the topic and and get talking. Um, but yeah, it's it's been great, and uh, the response has been absolutely fantastic. I didn't expect anything, like kind of just putting it out there, and you know, there's been a lot of a lot of people supporting us and whatnot, and sharing us about, and and giving us a listen, which is the main thing. Um, yes. But yeah, it's been really good. It's been fantastic. But it's just great getting together
0: with my friends and chatting comics yeah you know. that's great isn't it um and uh, yeah if you can kind of help share what you're saying um, elsewhere then it's yeah. uh, it's a total bonus really isn't it it's amazing the world we live in now really yeah um that we're kind of all able to do that um and i assume people can just kind of search in whichever podcast service they use that comic smell and then it will come up
1: yeah it, it- we just recently went on uh Spotify within the past couple of weeks as well. So I right. think we're now basically on every single place that you can get podcasts by the by the looks of things. I think <laughs> YouTube
0: fantastic.
1: I think YouTube's the only one where we're behind and that's because uh putting a picture to the to the podcast takes hours to render. So mm-hmm. I've just ended up falling behind on them. But uh you can get the audio for every one of them on like a so podbean and all those kind of apps and obviously soundcloud where we put them up and spotify so yeah and you just type in that comic smell in google and it's the first thing that comes up so awesome
0: um, and then you, you're on the twitters and the facebooks and all stuff yes. as well right
1: yeah i just set up the facebook not that long ago mm-hmm. uh, so there's only been kind of a uh, episode updates so when it's been going up mm-hmm. there's not really much activity there, but we're certainly very active across on Twitter. I'm always on the, on the Twitter daily um, and Instagram as well. We're across on Instagram as well, at That Comic Smell on both of them.
0: Perfect, perfect. Uh, well, without further ado, um, I have a little bit of bad news for you. Um, there's been a zombie outbreak, basically. Ah. Um, and uh, yeah, there are dead... Uh, people eating live people that are turning into dead people, um, and uh, you've got to deal with it. So, so what do you do? Well, I am
1: well prepped for this situation, sir. So awesome. I have always <laughs> been prepped for this situation. Uh, very, uh, very long nights in uh, in the pub and uh, a couple of pints in, and it tends to gravitate towards the old conversation of what will you do. Great. If- x happens. Um yeah, uh, even down to the point of uh, buying Max Brooks Zombie Survival Guide and <laughs> yes. various other zombie comics over the yeah, years. I've
0: come across that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, basically I'm uh, I'm from a little uh, from a little seaside town and we have a castle in our town, so I will be making my way towards that castle and uh, taking the drawbridge out and oh, barricading myself in <laughs> nice um but not before we've got an army base just down i think about sort of 10 miles down the road i think i might try and uh rifle that for <laughs> some equipment for some
0: resources
1: <laughs> yeah definitely i'm well prepped
0: <laughs> <laughs> too right um and uh getting all the uh the food that you need as well yes
1: yes it was, it's uh, well basically our plan of action is uh, there's a, a duffel bag at the ready. There's uh, a bunch of awesome. bunch of gear in the duffel bag, there's a bunch of rations. Um there's we don't actually have this, this is just what we've <laughs>
0: planned <out. laughs> What you will have.
1: <laughs> yeah, what we will have. Um and then the hitting the base, stealing a stealing a Land Rover, a couple of guns, smash into the, the castle, take the bro- drawbridge out and just wait. Wait it out and hope to hell that it's a a slow zombie virus and not a World War Z type
0: running oh zombie gosh. virus. Yeah, yeah. And twenty eight days later, like yeah. you know, they're like absolutely legging it after you. Um, yeah, yeah That's really down. scary. <laughs> 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 I watched
1: the uh, I watched Dead Set and thought, yeah, I think oh, I'd probably yeah. yeah, I'd probably be done for if that were the case. If they were going for it,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, that's a, that is a great program, isn't it? Dead yeah, Set, yeah. Think.
1: It's absolutely amazing
0: isn't it um cool uh so you and uh your mates i assume um yes. and, and your family uh have made it to this castle uh, you barricaded yourselves in um you've got kind of all of the uh the armory <laughs> from the yeah. uh, from the local army base as well as plenty of food um and uh one night you're gathering around the fire um just to keep warm and the, and the subject of comics does come up and the and the first question that's asked is what's the first comic you remember enjoying
1: well coming from uh coming from Dundee obviously i grew up with like the, the beano and the dandy like
0: mm.
1: anybody else probably in and around the uk but so much so here uh, we've having been the sort oh. of home of D.P. Thompson. um And I always had sort of commandos and that just around the corner. But one that actually sticks in my mind, and we still have to this day, is uh, Shuggy and Dougie, Take One, um, Mm -hmm. by Tom Bulamar and Kev White. But it's just like these strips of these two Scottish guys, um, and they live over the wall from two english sort of looking cavemen dudes mm-hmm. you know it's it's probably when looking back on it it's probably borderline racist in a lot of the different bits
0: uh, the friendly rivalry maybe
1: yeah yeah probably <laughs> um that's how they like to put it anyway yeah. but i uh, i remember just looking at it as a kid and just being totally enamored with these these guys and these kind of kilted get-ups and them going about in the Highlands and. Uh, their neighbours with the bowler hats and the sort of uh, they've got like f- fur sort of uh, attire on basically, mm. and just kind of their mishaps and everything out in the uh, out in the Highlands. But I don't actually know if it was in like a newspaper or something. But I, I just always had this book at hand. My dad had it, and he's. Uh, he always had it sitting on this on the bedside table. So I'm assuming he just okay. always read it from here, sort of from time to time. But yeah, it's the first one that I can remember actually. What, what, what age do
0: you think you were? Like, <sighs> first picture uh, but From
1: when I can, probably from when my first sort of memories came about. So probably like three or four, something like that. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, as a, it was always there. And we always had, like, I think my gran and my granddad always had a, a copy of the exact same book in their house as well. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. So it was always it was always there. So it was that, and like
0: you couldn't escape it.
1: <laughs> yeah, just couldn't escape it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's it's so like knowing
0: Queen lyrics, you know. Yeah, basically. Like, every, everybody knows Queen lyrics, like even if you've never heard a Queen song before, you just know them. <laughs>
1: it's very true. Very true. But it's always a, it's always the first one I and mean, everybody sort of says like. What's the first, like? What's they Probably even like my first book. It's the first kind of cover and everything that I can remember is is Shuggy and Dougie I think with it being so Scottish as well, and like mm. you know, you just kind of gravitate it with, towards it with being
0: here, you know. So nice. And are there any particular um, moments in, in Shuggy and Duggy uh, that kind of stand out to you? Um, there is a strip where they're trying to move. Like they're forever trying to move like
1: large objects. They, I think it's, was it Clive and Trevor, their neighbors, are always trying to move like a boulder off their lawn or move like a club or something like that. And they'll kind of put it over Shuggy and Dougie's wall. And they, it's always that sort of hijinks of like they'll they'll take it and then just sort of go, Oh, what's this? And shove it back over and it always land on Clive and Trevor or whatever. And it's always those kind of ones that I got. But obviously being a kid seeing somebody smacked on a head, I'm just like, oh amazing. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. It's just the old Tom and Jerry type thing. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of um elongated sound Sort of sound bubbles like whack and crack, and they're mm. always in these big sort of yellow and red, massive, uh, sort of coloured bubbles that are all spiky out and everything. And just it's just very cool. It's 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 the exact thing a kid would go towards just with the colours and everything. <laughs>
0: that's fantastic um and so the, the the conversation uh naturally moves on to uh from that that first comic you remember enjoying to to what's the funniest or comic that made you laugh out loud the most i was
1: i was thinking about this like i can't i can't ever remember actually having a full-blown belly laugh like a yeah. proper laugh at a comic um, I mean, like don't get me wrong, there's funny ones, and when you speak about them, like they're really, really funny. But the one that I can remember actually audibly, probably having a good old belly laugh to, possibly would have been the, the cyanide and happiness strips Great. that went out. Well, they're in book form now, but they went out on online. Um, I discovered them. I think they did like little sort of Newgrounds animated clips. Um and then they would always have the links at the bottom saying like buy our books and I would click on the link and it would sort of take you to the book and go no further. So I, I remember eventually finding the explosive <laughs> uh website mm. and it took you to all these different strips of all these cyanide and happiness. And it's just they're really crude, just like the little um stick figures of cyanide and happiness as sort of titular characters. Mm. Um and just like different situations, but they're they kind of that college American sort of college humor and quite crass and they're just they're really funny. Like so, uh, there's three or four panels and sometimes they smash out of the panels and there's all these different situations, but they're they're just hilarious. I remember one in particular of like it's a couple having a massive argument and the guy saying "Don't let the door hit you on the way out" and it's an actual door smacking the person in the face Brilliant, right. <laughs> like with arms and legs and a big angry face <laughs>
0: just clocking um, him on the, on yeah. the
1: way out <laughs> he just looks so proud of himself standing there like yeah well I told you you know um, but they're just like I find them absolutely hilarious I still read them now mm. um, but mainly sort of online but I do have a couple of the books uh, they did, but they, they constantly pump them out they've always got little animated clips and they've got like they became massive, they became one of those ones that they've got like plushies and everything now that they do.
0: Right. Um,
1: but, yeah, aside from that, I can only really think of um, sort of David, uh, from the podcast, David Robertson, he's got a, a particular strip in his while well retracted uh, that just, I actually was doubled over <laughs> um, laughing and it is him cleaning his house he's like hoovering um and it's just him sort of saying like how long it takes him to hoover the house and then he sort of adds up the time of how much it is over the years and it's just him screaming at the end like is that not enough (laughs) (laughs) and i just remember like thinking like oh god it carefully encapsulates hoovering (laughs) (laughs) like the most mundane thing but it's just absolutely absolutely
0: when will it be enough you know yeah. <laughs>
1: basically
0: i've and spent like... several hours of my life hoovering.
1: <laughs> why he does, he does it, it's perfect four panels as well it's just a, him idle hoover, hoovering and then the last one just a massive enraged face like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: i think we could all empathize with that yeah. Um, like the situation, it's uh, it just gets worse and worse, doesn't it? Um, yeah. throughout life, like when you it kind does. of get you know larger houses and uh, kids and all sorts, just that stuff just accumulates more and more and more. Yeah. So, uh, I'm definitely on board for that.
1: Having uh, having different dogs coming through the house, it definitely needs a, a yeah. daily, if not hourly, clean when we're here. Oh, gosh, I bet. <laughs>
0: Definitely, um, and so the, the the next question that comes up on uh, on this night during the apocalypse is, uh, what's the saddest or most upsetting comic you've read?
1: No, it's maybe quite telling that I couldn't think of one that I could laugh at, but I could think of loads that I've had like sad moments. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, one that stands out for me, and it was one that I uh, one that I actually. I remember actually reading it um, as I was going to bed and I ended up staying up until about 2, 3 in the morning because I was just battering through it, wow. was uh, The Sculptor by Scott McLeod. Um, I absolutely adore this book, but it is genuinely, it has some of the most heart-wrenching pages where you know what's going to happen, right. but you just don't want it to happen kind of mm. thing and then when he eventually when when one of the characters in the book lets the main character know what's going to happen just you you've you've been going through this sort of emotional story with these characters the whole the whole time so for this big event to happen it just absolutely kicks you in the stomach and mm-hmm. oh I just remember bawling sitting there bawling and trying not to get audible because my other half's sitting sleeping beside oh, me and I'm, right, like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna try to choke it then. <laughs> but um it's just an absolutely perfect book like i i love it it gets quite a lot of it gets quite a lot of hate as well of being like this mm. kind of yeah it, uh, i've heard a lot of people kind of go on about it being like oh, it's, it's one of those uh books that sort of um I'm sort of more pointed towards like your co- sort of the Guardian comic reader kind of thing, right? Um, but I I just don't get that at all. I mean Scott McLeod, the man knows how to do comics. You know, he's, right. he's done he's done books on on like understanding comics. You know, that's the main tool behind un- understanding any of the the comic medium in general. and yeah. uh, he knows how to write a good story. And oh my God, it's just absolutely unreal. But I just I mean, like proper sobbing for like wow. <laughs> a, a good solid fifteen minutes of this book. I absolutely adore it, um, but just it's heart wrenching, absolutely heart wrenching. But there's, because I came out with absolute absolute loads when I was thinking about it. Like um, there's a one I can remember picking up in the in the Dundee library, and I I hadn't even read the rest of the book. I still to this day haven't read the rest of the book, but it's a uh, a particular Spider-Man story, I think it's called One More Day, if I remember rightly.
0: Okay.
1: Um, But I remember flicking to the page, and it's just him basically saying goodbye to Mary Jane. And Mm. I just got to that page, and standing in the library having to hold back tears just reading that one bit, not not having read any of the rest of it, (laughs) and still not having read any of the rest of it, I... uh, yeah properly sitting there like oh my god <laughs> this is
0: <laughs> why this is, you
1: know, <laughs> why Why is this happening <laughs> and i still don't know
0: <laughs> Yeah, okay, you have to hunt that down
1: yeah i'm gonna have to uh, but yeah it's like him properly saying like a heartfelt goodbye to her and it shows you like all of them i'm sure it shows in like a a big splash page like all their moments in the fud with each other and really saved her and the have like held hands and all this kind of stuff and it's just mm. oh so emotional, like looking at the artwork in general, just having flicked it to that page as well, you know. Uh, <laughs>
0: Happened to flick it to that yeah, emotional exactly. uh, emotional peak in the story.
1: <laughs> exactly, I'm sure some, somebody rigged that. I'm telling you, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, and just going back to the sculptor. Um, <laughs> so, what's the, what, what's the setting of that?
1: Um, well, I'll read the uh, I'll read the uh, the blurb um, because Mm. I I won't be able to do as good a job of this Um, Dave has given his life for his art literally thanks to a deal with death the young sculptor gets his childhood wish to sculpt anything he can imagine with his bare hands but now that he only has 200 days to live deciding what to create is harder than he thought and discovering the love of his life at the 11th hour isn't making it any easier um, but yeah, it's just—it's absolutely heart-wrenching. I—I uh, rem- I remember sort of starting it thinking that it's just going to be a story about a sort of failed sculptor, yeah. and then it just takes such a, a strange turn, and you're building up these relationships, and it's quite a—it's quite a weighty tome, like it's a big book, mm. um, and he, he takes his time as well to sort of tell the story and, and get you invested in the characters and get you invested in. In their lives, you know, you go through a lot of their lives um, in these sort of last 200 days. And he's speaking to Death, who sort of manifests himself into this uh, old man that sort of is like his friend, you know. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I I, I mean, Scott McLeod has a good visual anyway, and it's sort of all in this, this sort of blue and black visual. But the storytelling is just so just so emotional, so so deep throughout the whole thing. I absolutely adore it. And I think it could possibly be one of my favourite books of all time. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's great. Um, brilliant. Uh so the um the next question that, that crops up, um kind of still going down. The uh, the emotional rabbit hole. Um, what's yep. the scariest or most horrifying comic you've read?
1: This one definitely was just like a, a dead set. This one was 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 up there. Um, when I read this this book, um, it gave me nightmares for about wow. three weeks after I'd read it. Um, I think it's more to do with the way the character is drawn, but it's uh, my friend Dama by Derf Back
0: there, right um now, i don't know if you've have you ever read my friend i haven't that? i haven't read this but I, I i mean i've I've read up on it um yeah. in, in preparation for this and um yeah i mean obviously it's a it, it's a very unique situation yeah that the creator has has been in yeah um, and, and obviously it's a it's a very horrifying <laughs> situation <but sighs> The the friend is of course Jeffrey Dahmer, the serial killer.
1: Yeah, exactly. That he's writing it's, about. Yeah, yeah, it's. Do you know? I wasn't expecting much from this. This was, this was sort of my first protein um, into in, into Derf's work. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Derf now,
0: right. uh,
1: but um, because I kind of like his sort of you know I like he's American underground sort of style and that sort of it's all cartoony and. Scratchy and everybody's kind of sort of very elongated and they look kind of gangly and whatnot. It's kind of it can be sort of equated to sort of like Peter Bag and stuff like that as well. They've all kind of got that gangly sort of look about them. Right. Uh, but I think with them drawing the, drawing everybody sort of that more American underground mm. looking way, they're it just it gives a sort of darkness to the, the character. He captures a darkness in Dharma that I don't think has been captured just by the stories that you've seen on the news or anything like that, or seen any sort of documentaries or whatever. Mm. Um, I first read it um, whilst also watching. I think it was called. I think it's called the Dama Diaries or something. It was on Netflix.
0: Okay, right.
1: And that was from like all these neighbors and stuff yeah. saying. They thought of them, um, and it was—it's having that sort of outside perspective, and then finding out the horrific truth about this person that you've been living besides or you know, coexisting with in your life. You know, this guy went to school with them, and he—he basically—he basically hung out with them for most of most of his sort of most of his um, teen years and it shows the sort of decay of this person and the, and the deterioration of this man and the inside torment that he's going through and, you know, his parents being this massive dysfunctional thing that's going on in the background of his life and just giving him this this permanent damage um, but the way that Derf encapsulates it all and shows that deadness behind his eyes. I woke up seeing Dammer at the end of the bed. (laughs) Uh, It's just horrific. But he does, I mean, that's obviously what he's going for. He's showing you that he's a real person, and he did have all this going on, but he's also showing that at the end of the day, he Mm. was a serial killer. You know, that's, that's what happened, and the real horror behind it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a a horrifying subject, and um, what a unique position to be in, to have been a friend of a serial killer such as uh, as Jeffrey Dahmer, and then uh, being able to write a story about it... um, yeah, that's uh, that's incredible. Um, but as you say, um, for 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 the readers, it's yeah. it's a horrifying insight that leads to uh, imagining yeah, <laughs> Dharma really at the good. edge of your bed. <laughs> I, I do I
1: do tend to have an over imagination as well, so I think it might yeah. just uh, it might
0: just, just equate might you. you. <laughs> yeah, but, but still, it's, it's that sort of thing is just yeah, it's going to give you a few sleepless nights, I'd say.
1: Oh, totally. And he's got that kind of, he's got that wrap up at the end. I mean, everybody knows what
0: happened, you know, everybody
1: knows of who he killed and how he did it and everything. But mm-hmm. it, it shows you that bit at the end where he's working at a newspaper. Right. And they're saying, uh, oh, they've, they've caught this guy, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he, he phones his wife um, and his wife is basically saying, oh, it's, it's somebody you went to school with. And he thinks of somebody else first, but the second name out from him is... Dammer, and they say yeah yeah that's his name and he, he it's just him holding the phone being like oh my god jeffrey what did you do and it's just like oh so crushing because he's thinking to himself like we should have we should have seen this we should have seen this coming you know what i
0: mean right. yeah but yeah <sighs> yeah it's uh shocking
1: <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> um but yeah it gave me a Give me a few a few definite sleepless nights, but uh, yeah but there is i think that's 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 true horror in a comic which can be very hard to to get into into a comic book i I've not really found a lot of comic books that I could sort of deem genuinely frightening yeah it's uh, it's something very very hard to to get i think well, I'm saying that but then crossed by Garth is. Pretty frightening, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> sure. uh, but yeah, I think apart from, but that's just purely on a visual scale. That's not like the story of of, of that isn't really frightening. I mean, it's just
0: really, it's the visual of that is just absolutely terrifying. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, the fact that this all happened, you know, with my friend Dharma, it's um, it makes it more horrifying in a lot yeah. of ways, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's not a case of somebody just trying to tell you a scary campfire story mm-hmm. in uh, in some pages. This is like you know this actually happened. This was uh, this was this guy's life, and this is everything that he experienced whilst growing up with his dude, You know, and then he's sort of filling in the blanks of what he's heard in between. You know, um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's. Uh, I think it probably does give you that more
0: uh, terrifying angle. The fact that it is it's all at the end of the day definitely um so um now uh, we're gonna move on to a bit more of a, a positive lighter note <laughs> 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 uh, to to the question of what's the most meaningful comic to you
1: well <clears throat> i had to i had to actually really really think about this one because mm. um, when i was uh, when i was growing up comics weren't I mean, they were accessible to me, obviously. Like I say, Beano, Dandy, Urwali, all that kind of jazz. They were all very accessible. But aside from that, there wasn't really anything. Like, we didn't get any of the American comics. We didn't get any, like, like Avengers or uh, Batman or anything like that on the shelves. Um, right. So a lot of my comics had to be kind of... Uh, I had to get them through, like, the library. Um and in our library, we had uh, a reading corner that was only for 14 plus. Um, and that was basically where they kept all the comics.
0: Right.
1: Um, so being younger, I'd kind of sneak in and get in this section and hope nobody noticed. Lucky for me, wow. no teenagers actually ever went to the library. So <laughs> <Bingo>. <laughs> I could get their Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the ones that I... I think undoubtedly all was picked up whilst in the library and sitting on a sitting on a beanbag as this young impressionable child was uh, uh, the death of Superman. Classic. Yeah, yeah. and it's quite strange because I think it was probably one of my uh, first iterations of Superman
0: as well. Uh, right,
1: and yet I already kind of knew who he was. I don't know yeah. if it was just from being. Like in the zeitgeist like he's just always kind of about people wearing T shirts and
0: yeah. You know, he was on
1: he was on T V as the the Lois and Clark adventures at that point. And obviously, uh my my folks were big fans of the uh the Chris Reeves Superman, so I don't know if I'd maybe just sort of picked him up subconsciously that way. Mm-hmm. Um but to then see, you know, the death of Superman, it's like Superman can't be killed, what's this all about? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're lying to me, um, but yeah, like the death of Superman, like it really. I think any page, if I flick to it now, I, I instantaneously am transported back to the library, sitting on a on a beanbag yeah, as a little right. kid. Um, it doesn't matter where I am in the book, where I am in the story. Mm. Um, we're talking about the, the trade, you know. The, the, yeah, the full, yeah trade.
0: full trade, right?
1: Yeah, and um yeah, it just doesn't matter where I am. I'm still that little kid sitting on that beanbag reading this thing and getting the getting the smell off of it as well. Um, that that's comic where it, smell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <you're> right, mate. <laughs> that's uh, but that's where it all came from, definitely. Um the death of Superman. And it just means so that that
0: really kind of cemented you into into comics, you think? Yeah,
1: totally. Um that kinda of opened up a bigger world for me as far as, as comics went. I wasn't just tied to the dc thompson of it all you know um i was kind of that that kind of opened up the world and showed me superheroes and the death of superman has a a justice league in it that isn't the usual sort of justice league it's it's more your sort of justice league international characters as well so i kind of i got into them before the actual base level justice league as well so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah it kind of opened up a lot. Um, And it's got everything in it, you know, it's got an epic fight with Superman, it's got the Justice League, it's got a story of him beating a baddie, but, you know, him getting defeated in the process as well, it's got a lot of gut-wrenching moments, it still has Guy Gardner doing funny quips and everything Mm -hmm. as well, even though it's in dire situations, you know, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it holds
0: a was a big space in my heart, I absolutely adore this book <laughs> amazing, yeah, it's definitely a good good reason uh to to hold up a comic like that um and then also of course it's a it's a absolute classic comic yeah that kind of is in any top ten um comic comics of all time probably yeah um,
1: i'm always so. I'm always surprised with that as well because this kind of era of Superman gets a wee bit berated sometimes. Obviously, when I mean not long after this, he comes back with a mullet, and then you've got the other Supermen and stuff like that. And a lot of people are like, "Oh God, it's that era, you know, the '90s era of Superman." But I loved it. (laughs) This is what I grew up with. I mean,
0: they've they've got got to reinvent this whole stuff to be relevant to the time that it's in. Yeah, totally you know that's just you know part and parcel of it um yeah. when it, when I was introduced to um transformers um the first thing that I had ever seen was the transformers the movie right okay um, when when optimus prime is killed so that was my initial introduction. Like yeah. I later found out that people absolutely hated that, but I thought it was amazing. It's like yeah. you know this like basically the superman of the Transformers world getting killed um like in the movie. Yeah. I was like, whoa, the stakes are really high here. <laughs> um, anybody <laughs> can go." Um and uh yeah, it's it, it was just an amazing introduction into that and Kind of sounds kind of similar to you with uh, Death of Superman, you know?
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, you're you're right, man. And seeing the seeing the big one, the 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 you know the the head being taken down. You're right. That is, yeah. you know, anything goes after that. You're right. It's very much a case of like, oh god, if, if Superman can be killed, if
0: Optim- Optimus Prime can be killed, then. <laughs>
1: These yeah. guys don't have a chance. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's kind of, it's very much George R.R. R. Martin in that, you know, if you kill your dar- darlings, then you can keep your readers guessing. Yeah. Like, you know, it keeps the mystery alive and and everything like that. So, um, yeah, uh, it's definitely uh, something that kind of still needs to kept to be kept alive and is is to kill people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they don't kill them off for long I mean Superman didn't exactly stay dead for too long, to be honest. No, no, no. Uh, And I (laughs) think he's he's probably been killed off another like five times since then or something. But you know, it was it was big at the time and it's I think it was I think if I remember rightly it's the first time he'd actually been like properly killed off. Not like encased or you know, he was off off world for a wee while or something like that, it was actually, you know, he was dead, and by the looks of things he wasn't going to come back, sort of thing, but
0: you know. But at the time it was quite, quite emotionally shocking, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and just kind of I'm just imagining you in this, like uh, this library in Dundee on a beanbag, like by yourself, like having snuck into the, the the library, like it's Harry Potter or something in your invisibility cloak or something. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> cool.
1: yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's actually pretty apt. Yeah, it was kind of trying to just blend in with this beanbag as much as possible. Brilliant. Um, I think I remember kind of if anybody came round, they would just sort of put the my uh, backpack in front of me and put the book up in my face and just hope that they didn't notice that it was somebody yeah. so young yeah. reading it <laughs> yeah yeah um, but yeah man it's it just I even even can I, I'm sitting with it in front of me just now even looking at it now I'm actually like I feel like I'm there totally sitting immersed in this and there's so many splash pages at the end of it as well um, of just him fighting Doomsday And oh man it's just it's fantastic absolutely love it
0: epic um so going from uh one of the most classic comics of all time to uh, <laughs> the next question which is the most what's the most underrated comic this one
1: a uh, was really difficult to think mm. about to be honest because i mean i could have quite easily said like most underrated would be a lot of this stuff in the small press or something like that, but I, I, think all, I think small press is doing gangbusters just now, a lot of people know about it, you know um, but at the same point probably only within this sort of inner circle of, mm. sort of comics fandom, people sort of know the small press a wee bit more um, so I kind of had to dig deep, but I would probably say this one because every time I mention it to anybody they don't have a clue what it is and <laughs> It was actually a a cartoon for a wee while and everything as well, but it's uh, the world of the world of Quest by Jason T. Cruz. And it's uh, an all ages comic um, by I think it's Yen Press. Um, but yeah, it's just like this kind sort of medieval fantasy of a kid tracking down the reclusive, um, well, sort of self-reclusive. Uh, he old hero and having it go on a quest, and the bad guys being on to what the kid is doing and going after them. It's very sort of your basic good guys versus bad guys, and they're on a mission. They've got to get to X area, uh, collect X item, and do X thing, and you know the day will be saved, kind of thing. Right. Absolutely, absolutely adore it. The the storytelling is it is a kind of cartoon all in itself right. um, but they kind of messed up the cartoon when they did it nobody took to it they changed
0: all the characters entirely oh, no. classic to comic uh, adaptation yeah you know, where they just change everything and it's like well that's not what the story is and yeah. it's not what the story that people fell in love with so i think
1: yeah i think it's kind of Telling as well because it went to Kids WB, right, and uh, right. yeah, Warner Brothers don't have a, a good track record of uh, taking sort of name titles and doing good things with them in the past sort of 10 years or so. So, yeah. um, I mean, they're good at the original stuff, but yeah, sure, uh, yeah. but yeah, they totally changed all the characters completely and just did not do a good adaption. But there's only two volumes of it as well, I think, after Jason T. Cruz sold the rights to do the series, he just didn't do any more, he didn't go any further with it and it's mm-hmm. kind of gotten because there was so much more of a story to tell mm-hmm. uh, there was loads more to it uh, and it could have kept going but it doesn't go any further but it's just in itself it's a really great all-ages book, it is perfect cartoon style that you know everything that's happening in each panel just by the visuals Uh, which is just perfect absolutely perfect and and exactly what you need for an all ages book but the kind of the action and the fact that this kid is a bit more kind of punchy he's not some sort of he's a wee bit of a brat at the start but you kind of come around to him pretty quickly and you know you've got the big hulking um sort of hero stereotype that he goes to get quest um yeah, they're just—it's just absolutely fantastic, and it's just so underrated because it just didn't really get given much of a chance, kind of, um, which has gotten. But uh, yeah, it was nominated for a, for Harveys and everything as well, um, but just never really went anywhere, which is
0: a shame. No, it's a shame. Yeah, um, but yeah, I see. I assume it's still available um, to to buy and things.
1: Yeah, as far as I know, it's so still maybe... on still on amazon and everything i'm just hoping that he kind of gets a notion one day to continue on the story
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and kind of give it some sort of ending or just continue it for a time
1: yeah totally but i mean it it was held in pretty high regard from uh from big sort of comics uh professionals i mean the back of it
0: has a pull quote from keith Given, you know so right wow yeah, so he had all the elements there. Yeah, um, exactly. Wow. So maybe one day he'll he'll get yeah. back to it because it Hopefully. sounds like it would be good.
1: I would be, I'd be, um, honestly, I'd be right on it <laughs> straight away. <laughs> I it. And, I mean,
0: you know, in the world of Kickstarter today, you know, it's the type of thing that you know you could put it on like Kickstarter to say that yeah. he wants to finish this, but kind of needs the funds to um, to get it finished. Yeah. <clears throat> And but, I'm sure uh, that the, the support would be out there.
1: Well, I would hope so. But like, if I ever, well, I've shown it to certain folks, and they 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 really love it. I mean, if you just look mm. at it straight off the bat from the from the cover of the two of them, the, there's two of them, the two titular characters, Quest and oh my god, I can't remember the kid's name, uh, Prince Nestor. Um, they both of shouting at each other, and there's. Um, loads of goblins and ghouls in the in the background in the forest and i mean just that alone people are kind of intrigued to have a look and it's a good striking visual to have on the front of a an all-ages book so it always sparks interest but nobody's ever seemed to have heard of it which is just
0: kind of soul destroying in a way i absolutely adore it i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to pick up a copy myself um and, uh, and get into it, and hopefully, yeah, one day get my uh, get my daughter onto it. She's only 20 months at the moment, so it's early days. But, um, ah, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, totally, man.
0: Awesome. Uh, so, the next question that crops up in the castle um, is for you what is the best comic of all time?
1: Hands down, without a shadow of a doubt, it has got to be Calvin and Hobbes. Brilliant! All, all of Calvin and Hobbes from start to finish all sure. 10 years just perfection absolute <laughs> perfection um, people always say that they would love Bill Watterson to sort of come out from whatever rock he's hiding behind and make more but no it's it's perfect it's, it ended so perfectly um, the strips themselves are just this absolute perfect encapsulation of childhood and having this sort of well imaginary or not imaginary friend and living with you, being that kid with your parents and having to do as you're told and the parents having their frustration with the kids and it's just it's just absolute perfection. I absolutely adore Calvin and Hobbes, and it is usually. The first thing I tell anybody to read, <laughs> if yeah. uh, if they're looking for comics in general, I mean, you could you know you can just smash out a, a strip, no bother, and it's it's you know you get the, the you you usually get the feel of the whole of uh, the series of strips just with one four panel strip, you know. Um, but it's. It's just absolutely amazing. I adore it, and I, it's something that I read every single day because they've got a Calvin and Hobbes um, Twitter feed. Put, right. Yeah, that puts up. Uh, I think it either puts up one or two, depending on um, if they've missed the day. Um, but they, they tend to put them up sort of daily. But there's there's two of them that run. There's one that puts it up, and then there's one that puts it up with like a link to a website where you can get more of them but yeah it's it is it is something that i genuinely read every single day um i wouldn't be without uh
0: with my without my daily hit of calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> that is excellent uh yeah i mean it's again it's a it's an absolute classic calvin and Hobbes, and um yeah that's that's i didn't know about the uh the, the twitter accounts there um so the the entry um the barrier for entry is very very low in terms of that, you can just go yeah. read it on Twitter, basically.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And uh, <laughs> you really enjoy it, go buy the book.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think they, they kind of stick to the same kind of format of, like, they'll put out a full strip and then they'll put out a Sunday full colour strip as well on a Sunday. Right. Uh, um, which is just, it's brilliant. <laughs> so accessible. But, um, but yeah, it's just sheer perfection, Calvin and Hobbes.
0: Superb, enough said. straight up um and so uh from from your list of comics um which one of those comics if you had to choose one would be the only one that you'd take into the apocalypse
1: if i was having to make a dash yeah one i was gonna have to shove into the backpack and it was gonna give me a, a a hint of any sort of Good times and, and are reminiscent, it's gonna have to be the death of Superman.
0: Brilliant! Gonna
1: have to be. I mean, I get everything out of it. I get the the full color, I get soups, I get the uh, the whole uh, JLA or JLI, depending on what iteration you want. I get action, adventure, I get DC, which I love, I get the smell, everything. Think like, yeah, uh, and like like I say, I get transported back to being on that beanbag, so I can just think of happier times as I'm uh, listening to people being eaten to death outside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Uh, that is a fantastic answer, Tom. Um, brilliant. Um, and along with your copy of the Death of Superman, what uh, what weapon, tool, or useful item are you going to take with you?
1: Ah uh, no. I was thinking about this like what what is gonna be the most handy thing to take out zombies and to use as a sort of useful tool and I kinda of went for you know, one of those foldable spades that the can the army use. Right. Um it'd probably be one of them with one of the sides sharpened. Uh so it's it's a, a effective uh, Zombie decapitator, but also if I'm uh, out and about and uh,
0: nature calls, I can dig a wee hole and uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Bingo, got it all. Yeah, I think I think you can get they're they're like spade saws, so like yeah. one of the one of the edges is like serrated and everything. <laughs> well, so you
1: know, uh, I've got a lot of spare time with whilst, uh, whilst I'm uh, avoiding the zombies, I can sharpen it against a wall. It's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, there
0: you go. All good. That's awesome.
1: And I can uh, use it as a wee ladder as well if I, uh, can't get something.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, best of luck to you with your, with your copy of, uh, death of Superman and your, uh, your spade saw, um, <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all the best for you there. Um, and thank you for, for sharing all of your, all of your comic choices today.
1: Thank you, dude. So, uh, I'm always happy to, uh, to chat comics. I can, uh, I can rattle on forever, so I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm glad I got an opportunity, and thank you so much for having me on, man. It's uh, it's very good of you.
0: Ah, oh, it's a real pleasure, mate. It was uh, it was really really nice. And uh, for for the listeners, uh, one more time, where, where where can they find you?
1: Uh, they can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Uh We are on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify, and most other places uh, that you can get podcasts and you can just google that comic smell
0: excellent and then do you have anything else coming up this year apart from the podcast
1: um well we were discussing the other day that we might try and make it to a couple of conventions just as punters just just sort of wandering about but um, to get all of us together and and try and get to a couple of conventions and now um i think there's a been some announcements as far as like the thought bubble and dates and whatnot. I think we'll probably yes. sit down and and get it all planned out. But it would be good to to get out and uh, get amongst the uh, get amongst the crowds. I mean, we're always up for going to a convention anyway. I mean, we'll. I think David's going to be tabling at um, Dunfermline, um, so I'll be going along at Dunfermline as well and and seeing everybody. Um, and hopefully buying as many books as possible <laughs> um, fantastic. but yeah it's just mainly sort of getting out to conventions
0: and then battering on with the the podcast as much as we can brilliant um so yeah hopefully i'll I'll get to see you in the thought bubble um yeah that'd be be fantastic so let me know if you if you guys do make it um because uh yeah it'd be good to connect face to face
1: yeah totally but well if uh
0: well, hopefully we will, so hopefully uh, we'll. Uh, I'll give you a shout and we'll uh, let you know. Sweet, yeah, it's keep me posted. Um, well, Tom Stewart, thank you again so much for your time today um, and, uh, and for sharing your comics for the apocalypse. Um, and yeah, I hope to see you in November in Thought Bubble. Yeah, you too, buddy. Thank you very much. Excellent. Take care, mate. See you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Tom for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was absolutely delightful. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe that it helps others aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Tom's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all of our own links to the various areas of the internet. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.